This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette runs the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this shit? Show. Be so awful, Mr. McMahon. I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. Hey, man. I'm- Stevie likes this. You know, Cole, we got to go oh, through no. this every week because he likes he likes dancing Shohei to his music. <laughs> what the heck is that? Wait a minute. Who is, who is that? Who is Super Collider? That's me. Yeah, that, let me see. Put that up. Man. Oh, my gosh. You know, Stevie. That's your boy, Big Vito. Oh, my God. Stevie, yeah, there he is. Stevie, it's 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 funny that you bring that up. I do a show with uh, me, uh, Jeff Lane, and... Uh, Who? Jeff Lane. Who's uh, that? He's like uh, my sidekick. Do I supposed to know him? No, no. And well, then he, you talk to me as if he's fa- a famous individual, famous. and I'm supposed to know him. He's very famous to call. Call, and, do you know him? I know Jeff. I do and know the, Jeff. And the great Al Snow. Well, why should I know him? <laughs> call. You call. You hey, I'm, this is brother to brother talk. You can stay out of this for one second, Vince. Okay. Call. How do I supposed to know him? He talks to me as if this man is a pillar in my life of some sort. Who is he? <laughs> Who is he, he Call? He's, he's Vince's slappy. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, but then, but then, tell me that shouldn't he put that in context before he says that to me? <laughs> All right, shouldn't now. he say, Stevie? I do a show with my slappy, of which you don't know. Okay. Now, and also on the show that you do know is the great Al Snow. I know Al Snow. Okay. Very and good friend look, of mine. We look at wrestling, but like kind of botches every week. Hey, wait a minute. What's that picture? A guy with no clothes on? Hold on. I'm going to show you. Now, I'm going to show you a clip we played today. And this is, you know, one of of the people you highly tout. uh, Your boy, Kenny Omega, you've highly touted on this show. Yes, I have. I'm about to show you a move here. And Kenny Omega actually said he took this from the Harlem Heat playbook. Wait a minute. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to bring one of the Harlem Heat on the show to either confirm or deny this. Okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the clip for you now. Are you watching the screen? Yes, I'm watching the screen. All right, here we go. Now, again, Carl, he says he got this from the great uh, Stevie Ray and Booker T. Yeah, a junior. You know, he's junior to me. <laughs> but to the people out there, he's, he's Booker T. I right, here we go. Here we go, Stevie. Here we go. Okay, they're wrestling in thongs. I don't remember Harlem Heat ever being in thongs, but here's the move, Stevie. 
He said he got this from Harlem Heat. Watch closely. Okay, ass in the air. Okay, here we go, Stevie. Double, look, Stevie. Double, double pray hands up the ass, Stevie. Double, double pray hands uh, up the ass. Now, Stevie, can you uh, can you deny or confirm that Harlem Heat ever did anything? Frankly, like that? I don't even know what I'm looking at. That's first and foremost. <laughs> Okay, let's get that out of the way first and foremost. Secondly, the double hands pray. Can you replay that again? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to. Hold Can you on. replay that again? Because what did on. I miss? What did I did I miss something, Carl? Oh, no. Well, this is this is this. Hey, Stevie, this is performance art. This this is this is what the kids today call performance art. Vince, they're gonna put you. In, they're gonna put your video in a category showing that one there, brother. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. You let, let me ask you this. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When was this filmed? When did this match take place? Where did it take place? Because I don't think that's something of today. Kenny Omega looked like he was ten years younger. No. No, this is this. Uh, obviously, I think it took place in Japan. This was in Japan. Uh, here yeah, we but go. how many years ago? I, I don't know, Stevie. I don't know. But here, here he said, yeah, I saw Harlem Heat do this with the Nasty Boys once, uh, he said. But let's play it again. You can we might have did it with the Steiner Brothers, but I know <laughs> we didn't do it with the Nasty Boys. Here we go. You could deny or confirm if you know anything about this, if it looks familiar. The thongs, nice. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, look familiar. It does look familiar. Here we go. Boom, laid out, ass in the air, nice. Here we go. Here it is, Stevie. Here it is. Okay. All right, Stevie, will you care to deny or confirm that you and Booker were the uh, uh, were the originator of that move? Would you go ahead? Let, let, let me put it in. Let let me put it like this. I have never you laughing already. I haven't even answered the question yet. You already laugh. <laughs> I have never ever been that desperate to entertain somebody that I'm gonna put a thong on and put the crucifix gimmick or whatever, you know, into another guy's ass. I don't under, I don't even understand the legitimacy of the whole—I don't understand that. Where did it come from? What was it going? I don't even understand that. Okay, Carl, you want to hear the punchline now? Th- this is who we're dealing with today. So, Carl, I—I put up this tweet. I'll—I'll t- I'll tell you what I said in the tweet. If Kenny Omega got that from us. He's a liar. No, he—I made that part up. I know you did. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> All right, now, now, I, bro, I want you to. Here's the tweet I put out with that call. Okay, I put out a tweet today. I said. Um, I want to find my exact tweet. I said, bro, performance art, bro. And you're going to get on my case when I say, don't call this shit pro wrestling. Okay, bro? That's what I said. So call a Mark answered that and is literally trying to compare that to the Sable Luna evening gown match. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, bro. I just saw a guy take both of his hands, put them together, and shove them up another man's ass. 
How do we compare that to Luna wants to rip an evening gown off of Sable to humiliate and embarrass her? How is that the same thing, bro? I don't it's know. not. That's all. It's not. Stevie, he, he, fan bro, perspective is not. Well, let me ask, well, but hold on a second, Carl. Let me ask you this, Carl. Yeah. Carl's a fan of the business. Yes. He hasn't been in the business like you and I. But I do respect his opinions, very much so. He's not your average fan, just like me. I'm not your, I'm, I'm like Yogi Bear. I've told you the, before, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've told you before. I'm not. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. Now, we have had matches where the girls were in thongs and, and, and things of that nature. And the guys, and Vince Russo himself has been a, behind a lot of those kind of matches. Not true. Not true. That is. Yes, you folk- have. Stevie, that You've is- admitted it. That, you admitted it. Stevie, that is folklore. I have never in my career booked a bra and panties match. The WWE. Did I say bra and panties? Well, I just said there have been matches. Right. Whereas the women were in their skippy wear having matches. Not when I was. I did not book any matches like that. I'm telling you, I did not book any. that. They did all of that when I okay. was gone, bro. I retract my last. I retract okay. my last comment then about you. Okay. But be that as it may. Right. We have seen matches to that degree and matches of which a one Vince Russo didn't say anything negative about them because he said that put asses in seats. When we had the little banter about Tory Wilson at the time and a couple of other people that went WCW. You remember that? Yeah. You remember that conversation? Okay. So in essence, you agree with it, whether you were part of it or not. But what I'm saying is this, the Luna match, I might not say it was equivalence, but some of those other matches, I can't put it in the same context. Well, hold on for a second. First of all, let, 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 let me say this, okay? When, when, if you had girls out there that were scantily clad, okay, Stevie, let's be honest, man. The, the female wrestlers that I worked with, 99% of them were freaking workout fiends, dieting to the point of starving themselves, had unbelievable bodies, and had no problem showing those bodies as works of art. Okay, and nobody's arguing that. But my my point is, I don't even have a problem with these two guys wrestling in thongs. I'm not even saying anything about that. Bro, he's shoving his hands up the guy's ass. Like, I, so I, your I, don't, problem, I don't recall any two girls ever doing that, Stevie. So your problem is not them wrestling in thongs. No, not at all. Not at your all. Your problem is the move that Kenny Omega did to the other individual. He's violating another man by sticking his hands I think up he his cho- ass. I, I don't think his fingers went in the man's ass, but he did go in the crack. In the, the fingers went in the ass. But it was in Japan. So that's okay. That's 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 okay. Japanese people might like seeing people stick okay. their hands in. I don't know what I will do. What I will do now, now you next know to now 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 Sunny Sunny is going to watch this show with what right. Stevie just said and call right. me a racist. 
No, no. You said that, not me. I don't see what this got to do with racism, okay? I was just talking about what people enjoy. You just said that Japanese people might like hands in the ass. Okay, uh, Thai people, (laughs) uh, Chinese people, Filipino people, they might, that whole region of the world, Mongolians, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but what I will do, because I'm a respect, I respect other cultures. I will go to a good friend of mine that is of a Japanese ilk, if you will, and I will ask him, do the culture of Japanese like this? And I will help you out. That's all. I'm just being a friend. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I didn't say nothing racist. I Call, did you, see, did you hear anything racist? I didn't hear nothing racist. Call. 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 You, see how, you see how people take racism out of context? Yeah. That is oh. why we do this show, Carl. Oh. Carl, come on, brother. Tell me. What was Go ahead, brother, Carl. Go ahead, brother. I think he froze. Look, all I'm going to say <laughs> is, as a fan in the okay. United States of America, okay, not me. Okay. Know. Me either. But, Carl, I have been to other countries. Uh-oh, call, call bleeped out. Well, he'll come back because I lost him before for a second. Go okay. Ahead. He has you. Go ahead. There have been, I have been around the world. I have been in co- countries where I got stuff on video, Carl, that I wouldn't do, that I don't talk about. I'm not that kind of guy. But I witnessed it. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's certain foods that people eat in different countries I won't eat it. Bro, this is hands in the ass. I'm trying to explain something to Carl. I'm trying to explain something to Carl. You said people from Thai like hands in the ass. No, I said they may like it. You see? You don't listen, man. You just like some of these people I argue with on social media. They don't listen. And when they don't listen, you don't comprehend very well. Now, I don't know. But if they like seeing... Two male wrestlers do what these guys that you say they were doing. I want to get to the bottom of it. That's all I'm saying. What's wrong with that? Okay, so if you're saying the Japanese fan base likes a grown men to put... I, I didn't say in, that. If. I said if. if okay, I got if you. If they like to put uh, hands up uh, each other's asses, uh, you would have been open to that when you you and your brother wrestled the Steiners in Japan. If you would have known that, no. you would have you would have done that. Spot. No, but see that that's a personal thing. Regardless, I just said when I came on tonight, I have never been that desperate to get over okay. with fans. <laughs> I have right. never been that desperate. I would never go into a desperate mode for the heck of it, and I can do something else and get over. Right, let me ask you this. They do that move. You're watching through the curtain. They do the double hand in the ass. Kenny Omega comes to the back and goes to shake your hand. Do you do you shake his hand? Yes. Oh, with, with the shit on his hand? Yeah. Oh, he got shit on his hand. You saw that. I didn't see any shit. I might. You're knows? making up stuff now. Who knows, But, bro? yes, I would, I would shake his hand. Even after he shoved it up another man's ass. This is what I would do. Oh, okay, you do. Oh, that's different than the fist pump. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 I say, hey, Kenny, here you go. <laughs> you did. Listen, 
And listen, you know, I know. Listen, Carl. Stevie loves to role play on this show. You know, we've we've heard Stevie's invitations on this show. Stevie, can you go back and forth with what the conversation was between those two wrestlers in the back before they went out? I don't think I. I don't think I was near the. I think they went in private and did that conversation. You don't think they talked? I don't think they did it in front of the boys. Hey, man, when you jump up on the second rope. After we do the move, I'm going to come in with the Jesus grace and quick you. Right, you know, and I don't know. I'm just, oh, yeah, that'll be great. I'll open my cheeks for you. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, okay. That's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. I mean, I, I, I've never heard that kind of conversation before. I can't, so I'm not privy of it. Mm. But if I was a betting man, I, we don't know everything how we got to that. We don't know if they had some matches before. You know, we don't know if that was a one-time thing. We don't know. Stevie, he put his hands up in other men's backside for crying. What what kind of match could they have had before, Stevie? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I've been around a lot of different matches. Carl, let me ask you a question. Yes. You, you just saw that for the first time. I did. What's your knee jerk? You're you're a, rest, you're a wrestling fan. You're a re- you, right. what's your need? You've seen it all. What's your knee jerk? Nah, I'm good. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like, what, it. like what? Just why? Right? Like why? I, I mean, I, I count. Yeah, it, it reminds me of why I don't really as much of a wrestling fan as I am. I don't really like wrestling anymore. I'm with you. I'm with and you. Then, and more so, I'll be honest. I feel like I don't fit in. I'm with, with you. Base. I don't fit in with the culture. I'm with you. I don't, you know, I hear you know. I was just talking about. I hear the conversations. I see what people talk about. I see what they like, and I'm like, I'm not that stuck in the '90s, am I? Where I look, you know, like I grew up, you know, like I said, 1995, 96, 97, 90. That's when I was really watching wrestling, and I enjoyed it. There was yes, I was a kid, a teenager, but there was an element of believability, like stuff. As a man who grew up, as a boy who grew up fighting. It it made me feel like if this happened in real life, it would you know something would happen. Like I could, right. if somebody did this to me, I might right. get hurt. Not right. if I was right. doing it to somebody, I would get hurt. And then not if I was doing it, they would question my manhood. I mean, it's like right. like stuff like that was like that was like a gold dust thing, you know. But even still, gold dust did it with the mindset of playing mind games. Right. That right there looked like this is a part of the show. Like you do this thing. Because you yeah. want the crowd to enjoy it, yeah. Like I, like I said, I don't, I don't fit in with the culture. I tell people, yeah, all I'm time. with you. I don't either. I don't I'm fit with in you. with this, with, the, with this new culture of just, you know, the the, oh. the geeks are in charge now. Yeah, right. I agree <laughs> I, with Carl. I, I, I agree I, with Carl one hundred percent. I agree with Carl one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't fit in with it either, bro. I'm just, I'm not. And one that's what I call. The evolution of professional wrestling, but isn't evolution what, supposed what's next? to be? A, but is evolution supposed to be a positive thing, Stevie? I'm not saying all evolution is not good. All evolution. Ah, he broke up, Stevie. I'm 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 just saying that you guys cut off for a second. I'm just saying the mindset of the public transfers its way into professional wrestling because of the people come from a different ilk. Yeah, the wrestlers come from a different ilk. 
So it's hard for them to think like people from the past. They think like people from the day. And once they become professional wrestlers, that same mentality is in their heads. Yeah. You know, they come, they, they come from a, uh, Johnny Knoxville state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, and that show, remember that show, Vince? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it called? Jackass. Jackass. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that show got so popular. I watched that show one time and I was like, okay, I don't understand any of this. I don't get any of it. Seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I never was a fan of the show. Nothing against the guys that was doing the show, but I never was a fan of that kind of comedy, you know? So that's what I relate this to. So these guys come out of that ilk. So let's take it in the wrestling ring because they grew up on that kind of stupidity. To me, stupidity to me. I ain't trying to disrespect disrespect nobody's art. But for my ilk, uh, Jack Tripper was somebody that did physical comedy. Right. But right. it wasn't disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just physical. Yeah. You know, Tim Conway. You know, those kind, those kind of guys. But it wasn't disgusting. So, but today, I, you know, almost anything goes. Yeah. Almost. You know, so- Cole, you, you were saying before Stevie came, came on here about just kind of going in these wrestling groups and like you, you see just this this level of entitlement with these yes. wrestling. Does, does does that have anything to do with this? You think, yes, Paul? It, it it definitely does. So there was a time when I didn't watch wrestling. Like I didn't watch. You know, I was in college. Yeah, me too. Uh, so you know, like yeah. two two thousand one to two thousand four, five. You know, I didn't watch it. Then you know later on, I got back into it a little bit. Um, then when I, you know, uh, I got back in it, my wife, uh, she's my girlfriend at the time, took me to Survivor Series. Like, yeah, I got back into watching all the time. But it changed completely. Um, so, but then as I started to watch, you know, I started listening to podcasts and stuff. And, and you said oftentimes th- there's a culture of people who are insiders, right? And that's how it is with every industry, especially with all entertainment. The difference between that and wrestling is that those people – call the shots you think about in movies siskel and ebert they were critics Mm -hmm. they were right they were astounding critics people know about them Mm -hmm. but they didn't call the shots in hollywood Mm -hmm. right they got to say what they got to say if you made them happy you did if you didn't you still made money even if you think about the academy who does oscars and all that type of stuff most of the time the films that make the oscars don't actually make the most money it's just oh, that, 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 well, it, there's a difference between the business side and the artistic side. Exactly. And so there are people who will appreciate that stuff. But most of the time, the companies are still trying to appeal to the masses, to the people who yeah. only want to be entertained. The problem right. is now with wrestling, from my perspective, as a businessman, is that the business has switched to trying to entertain the masses, to trying right. to entertain the critics. When you start to entertain the critics, you actually lose the actual. Um, you actually lose the the, the genuineness, the authenticity right. of the art of, of of the con, the art of the work, the art of right. trying to make people suspend their disbelief. Right. Because now all people really care about is what's happening backstage, is what they planned. You know, and Carl, I, like, I don't want to care about that. Yeah, that is why I say, once professional wrestling became pop culture 
Yep. Because you didn't talk about these things before it became pop culture. Now, once it became pop culture, it's just like everything else. It's not unique anymore. Right. Right. It's not a unique form of entertainment. And this is why I'm writing a book of which I'm writing right now. It's not a unique form of entertainment now. It isn't. It's just like everything else that you see in music, in theater, in dance, in television, in every single solitary form of entertainment. Yeah. That is what professional wrestling is right now. So when you talk about those people, those people are the same way when it comes to any form of entertainment. That is why people do some of the most outlandish stuff to keep their names circulating. So in essence, this is a form of that because we're talking about it. Yep. Right? Yeah. We're talking about it. Other than that, we'd be talking about how good a match was and how boom, 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 those guys really work well together and blah, blah, blah. We're not talking about how good they work together. What are we talking about? The antics. Right. The antics. Yeah. And who and who really gets together all the people on social media. If you look at anything right now, you look at movies, they take a movie like uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Remember the second Independence Day? Yeah. And they had like, now in the first Independence Day, you look at all those fighter pilots. Will Smith was a fighter pilot. Yeah. Uh, what's the jazz singer name that was in there with him? He was a fighter pilot. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to attack the aliens. Everybody looked like what a top gun guy. Yeah. Right? In the first movie. In the second movie, look at the people that were fighter pilots. They had some little, couple of little girls look like they were 12, 13 years old. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I, I, I got a good shot. Ah. I mean, come on. I'm like, what? What kind of Top Gun school did this little chick go? If you see what I'm saying, because what are they trying to do? They trying to appeal to young audience. You see what I'm saying? You know, goodness well, ain't no kids when to beat no aliens in no movie. Right. I think what and I think part of it is, you know, and, and you talked about it. It's what people are, who they're trying to impress, who they're trying, exactly. to, trying to get with. And, but I think they, they forget that if you entertain adults, you entertain children. You can just do it in a different way. Like, think about this. All right. Again, let's go back to, again, we're talking about pure statistics. Okay. Let's talk about professional wrestling. Okay. The most watched time of professional wrestling was the Attitude Era. Right. Everybody knows this. Nobody right. can deny this. It was not geared towards children at all. Right. But guess what? Kids still watched it. I, I snuck up to my grandmother's room to watch it when I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Right. Then when I got to high school, we all went to my boys. I'm talking about we all gathered around the television to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one of those scramblers so we could watch the pay-per-views for free. So you know what I'm saying? Right. So that was the thing. It, it was written for grown men. That's some of that stuff we ain't really. I don't. I understand some of that Val Venus stuff until now as a mm-hmm. grown man. But we still watched it. We got it. We got. We knew it was something about it. You didn't have to turn off. You know, um, an adult didn't have to turn off being an adult in order to watch it. In order for in order, but it still appealed to children. Now, of course, there was some things that may have been a little bit of out. Right, right, right. But the biggest, but the biggest thing about it, as you said, there was an element of realism. Fight, mm-hmm. Kids as fighter pilots. That's not real. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Doing a, a three cartwheels and a backflip and then punching somebody, that's not real, especially somebody who's been in a fight. That's another thing. Right. Have these diamonds ever been in a real fight? Mm-hmm. Well, ho- hold on. Based on what you guys are saying, man, you- you're going to – I want you to really listen. I read this, bro, and I'm like, bro, these guys are so out of touch. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. So, bro, Kenny Omega had a match with Will Ospreay uh, call where they did this move from Japan. It's called a Tiger Driver or something, and it's supposed to look like you broke the other guy's neck. You're literally sticking the guy on his neck, Okay. So a lot of people were like, bro, what, what are you guys nuts? What are you doing? So Kenny Omega came out with an article telling everybody to shut the F up. Listen to, listen to these comments, Stevie, okay. because they concern Muhammad Ali. I mean, Mike Tyson. Listen to these comments. And I'm like, you, you, guys, you guys are lost, bro. Listen to these comments. Look at the way Mike Tyson boxed. His style was so dangerous. He stayed so close to his opponent. What was his boxing? What was he doing boxing in style? Shouldn't he have fought more stick and move and waited for the counter punch? Wouldn't that have been better for his brain? Didn't he understand how dangerous it was? But that's what made him Mike Tyson. Don't tell me not to wrestle the way I know how to wrestle. Is there a risk? Was there a risk when Mike Tyson was fighting within each inches of space between another championship-level boxer throwing power punches? Of course. But Tyson was confident in his abilities, and he knew he was the best. So don't tell Mike Tyson how to box, and don't tell me how to wrestle. You aren't even close to being qualified. Just shut the F up. You're going, Stevie, you're going to compare a worked wrestling right. match where you're deciding what you're going to do to Mike Tyson, who was much shorter than his opponents. So by staying close to them, he cut down that reach, which was part of his psychology in beating his opponent. How the hell can you compare those two things? But even before you go that far, even before you go that far, what do you and Al always talk about? Intent, right? Right. Mike's intent was to hurt. He had to do as much damage as as much damage as necessary. It wasn't just supposed to look like it hurt. It was actually supposed to hurt so the person would not want to fight anymore. Right. He can't compare what he did simply because that uh, the attempt is not to hurt. The attempt is to entertain and make it look like it hurts. So comparing the two at its base is stupid. No, what he should be talking about is Cirque du Soleil. Because that's where it actually goes to. It's like, no, whether you're doing circus or like performing on a stage with, you know, like if you got, you know, open wires, things like that. That's really what you're comparing yourself to because you're attempting to entertain, not to actually hurt. Yes, Mike Tyson goes within an inch because he has to risk that in order to inflict the pain that he wants to inflict. So that's another thing. They can't, like, only as a part of the quote unquote, you know, I'll use the industry terms like that, but as a part of the work, should he be talking about anything quote unquote real? When he's talking about what he's doing, like, bro, we all know you're an entertainer. When you're on screen or on Twitter, you should be talking about the entertainment. People are saying you're doing this stupidly because we know it's not real. 
Right. Do you yeah. know it's not real? Yeah. What do you What do you think, uh, Steve? I don't know how you compare that to Mike Tyson boxing. I I can understand his analogy because I'm a boxing guy, but I don't agree with the analogy. He right. took the wrong approach. Shouldn't have never used. I ain't gonna say tell nobody what they shouldn't do, but that's the wrong analogy analogy to use is boxing but i understand what he was trying to do but from a professional wrestling perspective i agree with him on the way he wants to work and the way he works that is his art form that is what he does so when he gets angry at the fans of saying that I know where he's coming from, but I just think he chose the wrong analogy to make the point. So he makes the point by, first of all, don't give credence to an idiot. Because the idiot don't know what you do. He doesn't know the art form and the work and the time that you put in to do what you do. He's just looking at the optics of what you do. So if somebody said you shouldn't do something, you're not even qualified to talk to me about what I do. You can give an opinion. Everybody got an opinion. There are regular mm-hmm. opinions. Then there are expert opinions. Mm-hmm. He's an expert at what he does because he's a great wrestler. So to try to make somebody understand what you do by using a boxing analogy, that never works. Because mm. it's two totally different entities. Yeah. Nobody told Lawrence Olivier how to act. Yeah. Because if he want to stay in character 24-7, that's the way he makes himself better. Yeah. Because he's an actor. Everybody got their own way of displaying their artistic outview on what they do. Well, so, here, yeah, here's you, you mentioned this call, and this may be, I'm going to read you this comment. See, bro, this is what people in the wrestling industry, they don't look at stuff like this and really break it down and pull it out. They, they go right over this stuff. Listen to this comment, Call and, and, and Stevie. In ter- this is Kenny Omega in the same interview. In terms of a live and physical performance, I've never seen anything more mind-blowing skill-wise, performance-wise, production-wise than Circus Soleil. To me, that's the peak form of that style of entertainment. As I watch these shows and their stunts and their compositions for every scene, it is rare for me to go, that looks easy. I could do that. But there certainly are times I watch what they do and know this is their identity and that is the reason why they're on that stage. During the high-flying acrobatics or seemingly strung-together choreography, I never go, how stupid is this guy? If he fails, he's dead. We'd be dead if we tried that. But here's the thing. We're not them. We'll never be them. And we weren't meant to be them. So, I mean, he's saying right there, 
I'm a fan of Circus Soleil, and I'm going to do that in a wrestling ring. And that's when I say, well, brother, then it's not professional wrestling anymore. Call it performance art. Call it something different. If you're watching Circus Soleil and you're trying to do that in a wrestling ring, it is no longer wrestling, Stevie, right or wrong? I, I actually don't think – I actually have to disagree. I don't think he's trying to be Circus Soleil. I think what he's trying to do is do something much different from an acrobatic point of view than other guys are doing to make himself stand out in a business whereas if you don't stand out, you get left in the pack. So like I say, I can look at it from, I understand where he's coming from. So when I hear him talk, I can kind of understand exactly where he's coming from. Me and my brother had the same mentality, but it wasn't in at acrobatics it was in the whole persona our whole thing of thinking was we don't want to look like first of all we're african-american and the and 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 the caucasian american looks at the african-american in professional wrestling as the same guy reinvented over and over and over and over and over again yeah now that's no knock on nobody that's just what you how you raised to look at stuff like I've said before, it ain't your fault. It's just how the system is and how we look at life in America. Okay, with all that being said, me and my, this was a conscious decision between me and my brother. We won't work like anybody else, and we won't dress like anybody else. Everything that we do will be a Harlem Heat first time only. From the boots to the way we walked to the way when we came down the aisle and we would talk stuff to the camera one guy move out the way and the other guy. All that was contrived to make us stand out, not within the pack of everybody that we're doing it against, but anybody that ever came before us from an artistic point of view. So I can understand what he's saying. Not saying I agree with it 100%, but I do understand it as to he's, how he's trying to explain it. And if that's what he sees to put him over the hump, Apparently, it's worked. Yeah. So, I have both of you all points, and I I tend to agree with Vince where I can't consider it professional wrestling. The reason being, I don't think he wants to be Cirque du Soleil, no. But the reason I don't feel like it's professional wrestling because they're not trying to fool me. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're trying to make me feel like this stuff happens or this stuff works. Now, I do but, agree with you that they're doing stuff to entertain and my biggest problem goes back to i guess the root cause and you know we do root cause analysis in business is who you're trying to entertain right and who is that this episode will continue with part two next week right here at russo's brand.com